Pat Martin, how are you doing? Good. Why are you deleting episodes, though? Yeah, it's, it's bad producing. Yeah, I've been getting... A, or, sorry, bad producership. Uh, we've been getting a lot of complaints recently. A lot of fair criticisms. From listeners voicing and verbalising their viewpoint that we aren't producing enough shows. And I agree with you. I've agreed with you for a while. But last week, it wasn't got to do with lack of passion for the show. Or disrespect to you people lending us your ears. Rating the show, do more of that. But last week was due to the man in my ride. And I think I asked this on behalf of me and the listeners to this show. Why do you hate us? I don't. The sinking sand of despair smell of dread in the air I'm head to toe in my own fear I'm going to die and I need to cry ah. So why when we arranged one of the show's biggest ever guests an old school out and out rock star yeah. a guy who's opened for the Rolling Stones as the front man of a band and I'm not going to name names because maybe he shows up again especially if you're not there yeah. <laughs> What I'm asking is, why when the entire point of the day was for me and him to have a conversation, for it to be recorded and therefore played out to people, why did you fail I don't know. to provide the evidence yeah. of the conversation and record it? Just being an absolute nerd, just being an idiot. You can hide the terms all you want. Yeah. It's uh, an attitude uh, problem. Attitude problem, is it? It's carelessness. Yeah, yeah carelessness. It's complete lack Laziness. of sense. I, no, I saw you sitting there at one point with the fucking earphones over your cheek, just yeah. completely yeah. daydreaming. In your own selfish head. Yeah. Yeah. And it gave me the second worst moment with technology in my life. When I found out that show wasn't recorded, it was life changing to an yeah. extent. And the only thing that beats it in terms of technology is the time that my laptop was given into the IT guy in one of my parents' office and he fixed it, gave it back, and he handed me an envelope. An envelope in which I think would have contained tips or buttons to press next time the virus happens. But in reality, he gave me a newspaper clipping about the effects of pornography on a computer and because I thought it was some kind of coding advice in the envelope I opened it in front of the whole family and had to receive that article live yeah. and that's the only thing that rivals it would you say you had the history of what you were looking at or of course you did yeah so you saw no there, there, there was more than one article it, yeah. was, it was not just about the effects of pornography on the computer but it was also then about the effects of that type of pornography yeah. on the young mind yeah. he was curious about the fact that I was looking up things like force and whatever was looking up, whatever was looking up, it doesn't matter, yeah. But the point of the matter is, I think you'll grow from it. I'm over it. I've moved on. And I think that sometimes people have to hit rock bottom to realise how inadequate the behaviour really is. Because the way you were behaving going into that and just how, how much your pride had just gone missing. You reminded me of a man in his 50s who thinks that operating the barbecue for 10 to 20 people in his back garden is an achievement that makes up for... A life of regret. Why are you taking pride in smoking meat over wood and or charcoal? And take off that Lacoste polo and get out of those shorts. People are talking about wearing masks now. Let's make everyone wear masks. You have a new rule. Everyone over 50, every male over 50 should be barred from wearing shorts. Their hairs. They stand over the barbecue so arrogantly as if they're some way involved in the creative process of getting this meat cooked. How do you want your burgers, Chris? What are you, the fucking family butcher? What am I, in the queue of in and out 
I want them flipped and I want them weighted on like every other burger you've cooked in your fucking life. Do you want ketchup? I don't know. I'll decide when I get there. This should be a self-cooking system. You do yours, I'll do mine after. You're not cooking anything. You're not cooking anything. And I don't want to go up and have you present it to me as if you've done me a favour. And I don't care about changes to the IRFU selection policy. And I don't believe you're a Fleetwood Mac fan. Name four songs. Uh, the Chain, uh, Go Your Own Way, Little Lies and Six Wonders. Yeah, no Mr. Stenson. It's Seven Wonders. And here's another wonder I have in mind. Do you hit your wife or have you just doubled up in the dose for medication? Because she seems in some way impressed every single time you'd needlessly press that spatula down on those chicken skewers every fucking 10 seconds. And in between justifying the need for those garden heaters, she seems to be very, very passionate about referencing your weekend cricket coaching. As if you're fucking Bob Woomer. <laughs> Even though I have your taverners average here, Mr. Stenson. Yeah, I came prepared. It's 12. <laughs> Why do you stand here happily having your wife talking about these things? And did she get that makeup tattooed on? Because I've never seen her without it. If you want to be like Bob Womer so much, let's make it fucking happen. Except for this murder won't need to be covered up. Because I will happily sit in Mount Joy prison, night in, night out, as opposed to fucking be here with you, standing over this fucking barbecue like you're doing me a favour. Jesus, your delusion, your arrogance. Look at the way you're sipping that wine. Where'd you get where'd you get that one flown in from, sir? And why are you cooking chicken skewers anyway? <laughs> you're in Ranla, not Turkey. Although judging by the hairline of yourself and both of your sons, maybe we should take a trip there. Oh yeah. I'll drive us to the airport and I'll have a shortcut. You can avoid the tolls. You'd love that, wouldn't you? You'd love that, Mr. Stenson. Because judging by the way you're acting. Like such a martyr over this mechanism that cooks meat. You strike me as the type of guy who doesn't get around in the bar. But when he gets back to the gaff afterwards and there's beers in the fridge, he's the guy who gets up and gets everyone's beer every time as if it makes up for it. It doesn't make up for it. You're not getting around in. You're just going to the fridge and handing people their beers that they would get anyway. And cooking this barbecue ten times every summer doesn't make up for the fact that you've made Bridget cook every meal for the last 40 fucking years. Oh, you're throwing corn in the cob on, are you? Good for you. Slave over a fucking beef Wellington and see how it fucking feels. But you wouldn't do that, sir, would you? It might involve caring. And you only care about yourself. You're an egomaniac. Cook for the wife on Valentine's Day? No way. She cooks the dinner and you add a few zeros to the monthly direct debit. Then you subject her to four long hours of blame for your erectile dysfunction. That's good, isn't it? Blame her as opposed to accepting the possibility. And this might be a tough pill to swallow. That wine isn't, though. Stop drinking that fucking wine when I'm talking to you. <laughs> this might be hard to accept. But you might be gay. Are they gay? Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hugely gay men. Or at least are curious. And that curiosity is eating away at them. To such an extent... That they can't get the little guy to function. Because the curiosity wasn't a possibility to explore no. in their culture. So instead of possibly going the other way yeah, when they're a bit younger yeah. and yeah. figuring it out and exploring their sexuality, they have ten shags in their life, two of which produce bald sons, and the other oh. eight had the cops come down for complaints about domestic disturbance because he blamed his wife for the fact that he couldn't get his dick hard. Yeah, you're you're saying sure. bald sons. I, I think the blandness 
of sex does influence people's does appearance. It? People talk about genetics and biology, but I think you can tell by looking at somebody the, the style of shag yeah. their parents had to or make them. Shag, yeah. Straight up, bland shag, bland person. Shag full of flair, you're getting somebody yeah. who, who just yeah. looks a bit out there. If we're talking football managers, Stephen Kenny, yeah, Charlotte and Will from the Inbetweeners, yeah, Marcelo Bielsa, Jackhammer, Dominatrix Jackhammer. Yeah. But if you do suppress that curiosity about your sexuality, it will result in erectile dysfunction. Before the PC era, when, when Google was even much more honest with you, and you used to look up things that can cause erectile dysfunction, one of the causes would always be latent homosexuality. Yeah. But that is the truth. Yeah. It's no problem for Mick Jagger getting his dick hard. No. And he shagged more blokes in the 70s than Danielle Lloyd. And not only does he get boners, but he just had a kid of 73 a few that. years ago. But it would be a much better world if that was the case. If, if men who were hiding their homosexuality decided to look into it when they were younger, it would lead to no homophobia. Because it would just become all about the shagging. And we wouldn't have that us fee them aspect that exists with the homosexual community that makes us not actually have the right or ability to judge them as human beings, but we have to be softer. And because yeah. we're homosexuals, most homophobia that actually exists comes from people who are secretly hiding homosexuality themselves or who are at least suppressing some emotions about it. All these things exist due to opposition. Wear masks, don't wear masks. If you just wore masks and shut the foot, what would they have to argue against? Many issues are the exact same. And people want to love and they want to claim that all their social movements are about love, but people actually can't exist without hate. We're creatures who are claiming to become more loving whilst becoming vegan, even though animals yeah. constantly hunt each other, but we're up in the ante in terms of how much we hate each other. If you look at the presidential race right now, it's essentially a rap battle. It's a war of ideology as opposed to an exchange of ideas until we find the actual no solution. Actual we problem. won't find any answers this way though. It's just accusations. There's no form of understanding. Let's cancel Noel Gallagher now because he said you shouldn't wear a mask as opposed to assessing what he's done for working class people throughout the last 30 years. Yes, he's saying some stupid yeah. shit now, but why write him off completely? Let's cancel J.K. Rowling. Ridiculous. Instead of trying to understand her position and accusing it of being from a place of hate as yeah. opposed to the, the fact that she is an extreme feminist. She didn't wake up one day and go, yeah. I believe all the social issues I cared about previously, but fuck trans people. Yeah, trans. What about the fact that she has given 5.1 million a year annually to the Volant Charitable Trust for poverty and social inequality? Went to Bucharest in 06 <laughs> to highlight the use to cage beds in mental institutions for children. What about giving roughly 30 million to MS yeah. in her life? What about the fact that she supported Hillary and Barack Obama and gave one million to the Labour Party in 2008 but now we're trying to cancel her because yeah. she has one opinion about trans and her hero, Robert Kennedy, who she cited as her hero, a liberal she, icon years ago, she got the Robert Kennedy Human Rights Award and has recently been taken away from her. Has it? She had to return it because Robert Kennedy's daughter demanded it back and people are now going on about this new book she used to change her writing style because we no longer agree as a society with what she believes in so people are going mental because her book's about a cisgender male who dresses up as a woman and kills people yeah. even though her writing technique has always been based off what she actually felt numerous writers talk about having to write about real experiences in order for it to sell and Harry Potter herself was based on Hermione when she was like 11 she used those Dementor things to symbolise her depression she put the darkness of losing her mother and the negative emotions hugely in 
to the feelings of Harry's loss in the first book. But we're no longer letting her write now. No, because she's crazy. not allowed to use what she feels yeah. because we don't agree with that one issue. No. One issue, even though every single other aspect of her character agrees with the typical left narrative. One thing you're written off because we want to make robots. So it's RIP, J.K. Rowling, like trending the other day. Disgusting. Even if you do disagree with what she believes, why immediately hate and have an urge to cancel people? Yeah. And why not try to explain to them why you view it so ignorant? And if these people weren't treated with such hate, the Graham Linhans, the J.K. Rowling, they'd actually come on shows and they'd come on and debate it yeah. if there wasn't such ferocious hate and threats and things about ruining their career life. They've children. Yeah. The way the new world is, if we actually attempted to express understanding and get people on and try to explain to them their ignorance, it would leave a void because a lot of these communities, trans, homosexual communities, yeah. actually thrive off the fact that there is opponents because as human they? beings, we are naturally addicted to us for them. You aren't you if there's not a them. No, In the 1960s, age. a hippie wasn't a hippie unless there was the corporate fucking capitalistic yeah, yeah. people wearing suits every day. And they weren't the corporate people who took pride money unless there was people down by the fucking canal smoking weed. Yeah. People thrive off opposition because it gives you more of a self-identity. Yeah. So the new world, especially in the social media age, where it's so easy to pick up your identity off the influences of other people, we're, we're overdoing it to such an extent where we make people villains off one comment or one piece of negativity. That's what I'm talking about, that if loads of men just kind of shagged more men and made it all about the sexuality, we wouldn't need to talk about the fact that you're judging me for wearing this or you don't like that my hair is dyed. I'm not allowed to express myself as a gay man. Yeah. That means you could just go to a gay man and go, no, I shag dudes too. I just don't like your barn. I just don't like the way you're getting in my face in the smoking yeah, so area Martin Luther King is an icon for a reason and if you want to end hatred and prejudice you view it as ignorance a lack of knowledge most homophobes have a fear of inadequacy and insecurity about the fact that they might be homosexual and a lot of racists by the way feel intellectually patronised constantly and therefore hide behind racism because they're inherently now raised to be racist. Back yeah. in the day, obviously, we had huge problems, slavery, lynching. But if you look at deep south states like Texas, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, they are laughed at now yeah. on a daily basis by every chat show and every film. How many films in the last 20 years have portrayed the stupid guy from deep south yeah. walking around yeah. talking like this? Yeah. What an easy thing it is for a parent to show a child. Look what they think of us. Look how they laugh at us. Look what they claim about our intellectual capabilities. Look what the people in California and New York say about your old man and your granddad. Yeah. So yeah. as opposed to these people yeah. actually being born into a racist society like they were 120 years ago, we're actually fueling more racism and keeping yeah. them as the opposition as attempting to actually understand them. So if you go to these states now and all these people who talk about fags and black people yeah. and go to those Christian churches a lot of it's out of a defensiveness about how we view them if we've grown to such an extent that we know this is such ignorance and the left is getting such a stronghold over the media now why act like the right that went before us why do it why actually turn it on them because the way people in the deep south are portrayed how's that not a mild form of racism yeah, you're yeah. making sure that theirs stays yeah. because you're not asking them this is the new setup of the team do you want this. to join it yeah. you're setting up a new one and going fuck you fuck you and making sure they stay on the edge to make sure you still have oh, an opponent and we're doing the exact same thing with the media that when conservatives had a grip over the media they did we're acting 
as the old enemy. We're tearing down people who were previously loved. We're making celebrities just to kill them off. We're viewing them like this Greek goddess way in which we can live our lives vicariously through their successes and failures and then taking them down. The way we are bringing down Noel Gallagher, Graham Linehan and J.K. Rowling, people who were all previously loved for liberal values though, is the same way in which the conservative media tore down the Beatles, made John Lennon an outcast in a way, or the reason he got him shot, the fucking way the media wrote about the Beatles saying they're bigger than Jesus. That's what got in your man's head. That's why he showed up in the Dakota building and killed him. The same way they tore down Marlon Monroe. Yeah. And even in a recent context, even 15 years ago, when the, the media coverage was still more conservative, it was Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan. Show pictures are fine. You know, we even tried to kill off the ones now that they didn't kill. Elvis Presley, icon. Yeah. Nowadays, there's a huge media narrative trying to claim he was a racist, yes, sir, yeah. trying to claim he nicked from black music yeah. and never gave him the fair credit. How come Little Richard, one of the inventors of rock and roll, credited Elvis Presley with bringing black music to the mainstream? And he always said on many occasions he wouldn't have been doing it without the people who went before him. Also, in terms of racial tensions, he made white people, especially in these previously mentioned states, open their ears to a different style of music that they never would have even opened their ears to. And although, yes, Elvis did achieve success because he was a white guy doing it and a black guy couldn't have done it, that's just what had to happen in order to progress it. What you wanted to just sit there and not do it. Therefore, nothing would have moved on. It accelerated the civil rights movement. It made white, deluded people realise that black people are humans too, to a very small percent. But that's what even addiction are doing now, writing off history. We accuse people who were doing things at the time, which was the best they could do in their circumstance, of still being racist or still being homophobic because it doesn't live up to our modern standards. So Elvis Presley is now a racist because... He didn't do what Adele does now and, and offer his award to Beyonce. He couldn't do it. They wouldn't have listened to him anymore. In order to stay relevant and do anything for the black community, and he used to attend black gospel choirs, he used to go to black-dominated gigs constantly and show a famous face and give it a level of hype and a, a level of fame it wouldn't have achieved otherwise. He did all he could whilst still remaining relevant, but it wasn't enough in our modern community, so we do him for it. Ridiculous, because he's dead. We're doing for it. But that's what it is. We know how offended we get by English people slagging the Irish or claiming an athlete's Irish or doing potato gags in The Simpsons. This is what people get offended by. So how do you think that by constantly poking fun and abusing people for their ignorant viewpoints or genetic family history and making someone who has a Texas or Tennessee accent have to nearly apologise for walking into a boozer, how do we think that's going to make them jump on board? and join this new life of love and no prejudice and no judgment that we want to create. And even change their minds. We, we know it won't, because you've got a question, do we actually want that? Do we actually want a peaceful world where it's all loved? Or are we just on this fucking revenge mission? That elongates hatred and elongates a feud. People say it's not racism if you slag people within a region. But how? It, it actually, I began thinking the other day, I was in a bar and people look for you. Now, it's not good enough just not to be a bigot. People actually are constantly testing you. They want you to be because they're fueled now of creating conflict. So I was in a bar with three of my mates and I was doing a monster accent. I really exaggerated one like this and I kept doing it. (laughs) And these four French dudes at the next table, one of them calls me out for mocking their accent in the bar. I wasn't even aware they were in the smoking area. Now, two of his mates thought that he was absolutely full of shit and were apologising from being such a dickhead but because he thought we were mocking the French accent even though we didn't know they were there we were doing extreme Irish accents but because he was claiming racism my denial or telling him has to be enough now 
I have to just go, oh no, sorry, we weren't slagging yeah, yeah. you. It's not acceptable for me to continue the way I chose to continue and go, sorry, not only were we not doing anything racial or making fun of you in any way, but why the fuck are you listening to our conversation? <laughs> why are you getting involved? But I can't do yeah, that. That, that was viewed as wrong because his original accusation was racism. So then I actually, can't. I can't go into manners. No. I can't go into everyday etiquette because he opened with a suggestion or an accusation that we are slagging him from yeah. being from... The, but but why is it nationalistic? Why is it nationalistic though? He goes to me, are you slagging the French accent? I feel I've been to Dublin. I know people don't yeah, speak yeah. like that. You were making fun of our friends, our broken English. As I said to him, not only was I not doing it, I wasn't aware that you're here. My second question is, if we weren't listening why to you, why were you listening to us? Yeah. But again, it was nearly, sorry, mate. I'm sorry you felt like that. Uh, I'm sorry you I thought that. But he's wrong. He's again. putting in. Yeah, he's incorrect. But if that was someone from Cork and they go to me, why the fuck are you taking off the accent? You're allowed to laugh at them. You're yeah, allowed to do it because yeah, racism, yeah. racism, if we actually believed in racism and discriminations of minorities in a particular system or group of people, we wouldn't just categorize it by skin color, national identity. It would be based off region to region. A court person is more justified to call out a Dublin person for racism than a French person is. If you are from Dublin and you are from Jack Eanland, you're a West Brit and your province only saw a population drop of 15.3% between 1841 and 51, yeah. whilst Munster had 225 due to an inequality of where the resources were going. And Dublin people have always had more of an advantage to an extent from living in the big city. Yeah. The people in Northern England and the way they were treated by Thatcher and how they've been fucked over by the government is different to how the people in London were. So for me, regional racism is actually nearly actually bigger of a deal, oh, yeah, but yeah. no one would ever get done for it. You're still allowed to call people buggers. You're oh, still yeah. allowed to slag people from yeah, poor, Kerry, Limerick, Tipperary. You're still allowed, again, due to insecurity and being threatened, the same reason as the people are homophobic and yeah. racist. You completely dismiss them in universities such as UCD and Trinity because you're afraid that now it's going to be a bigger pool of lads for the women to choose from, and their grades might be as good as yours, and they might make Make you feel slightly intellectually inferior because you always just label them as farmers. That's racism. Yeah. How's well, that not racist? You no, know, but so what? Yeah. So black people hate whites sometimes yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, so it's so, so I don't I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Gay people sometimes hate straight people. Yeah. Heterophobia. It's a defense thing. They hate them hate in response. Them. Country people who hate Dublin people are so much more justified because they hate them they hate due to the inferiority thing. That's why that stand up and fight Fields of Atten Ride thing with Munster was so strong and powerful. It always felt like they were the ones who were fucked over yeah, and Dublin fired. took everything, took all the credit and made the media hub of Ireland in the middle of Dublin and the Irish Times write biasly about everything Dublin based. Even look at the fucking GAA team and that kind of stuff. This Dublin team now, yes, been absolutely Best incredible, but it's resource based yeah. as opposed to actual out and out talent like the great Kerry sides who went before them who were absolute freaks who yeah. didn't get the same didn't get the same credit no they wouldn't have not they yeah. but where do we set the levels is what I'm saying because that is racism it, yeah, it, it is, it is yeah. racism if someone from Cork has been treated like that or someone from Manchester has been called a Nordner and been accused of love gravy but, been accused of love gravy but by a London person yeah because we can't think that. You can't think into what are the boundaries of racism, how do we do this, what's offensive, what isn't offensive, because we're all being made into robots. And it's no longer about thinking independently, it's about thinking in a certain way. And now, not only are our brains controlled by social media and online platforms, but things with the coronavirus have gotten so crazy that our, our movements are controlled. We're allowed to be in certain places, we're allowed to not be in certain places. There's an actual distance you can stand yeah. away from other people. And although there is a pandemic going on, and a lot of it's for health reasons, it was so much easier to make it happen due to the fact that this groupthink phenomenon has become part of the world from social media. And this hatred 
is now ingrained in you and people think we're trying to build love but we're actually using the hatred of another bracket of people to build that love so it's not real love it's just a shift in hatred that's all it is the world isn't a more loving place now even though we're claiming that we're all trying to look out for each other and look out for minorities yeah. and make people be themselves and allow people to express themselves for what they actually are as opposed to what people want them to be the but it's never been more the opposite yeah, yeah. and if we want to learn from history and rip down statues and we want to change the dubious past of of this earth this world this thing we all inhabit for reasons we don't know then show understanding yeah and understand ignorance and attempt to teach but that's something we won't do because i don't think people actually want to teach i think people actually want to hate but our brains are all fucked now anyway and it's very simple in terms of why this has been so easy it's the road learning generation you see every tom dick and harry people who 50 years ago wouldn't even have been motivated by politics who are now so passionate about it because we constantly spend our leisure and our free time with our eyes on a laptop oh, or phone yeah. people 50 and 60 years ago mow the lawn they get a fucking tube to work they're stuck really in their own head though their brain yeah. develops so they can actually cleanse mentally that's why mental illness is also on such a fucking upward slope yeah. constantly it's not only due to the fact that social media is putting us into a fishbowl of judgment and making us compare ourselves to other people but it's because we're not actually allowing our, our brain brains. to complete yeah. its thought process the neurons fucking strengthening we're not putting it through any challenges we're constantly resting it if you're watching youtube you're on twitter you're on instagram you're on facebook you're on google you're not thinking the computer's doing your thinking your thumb's moving yes you're witnessing it you're growing slight opinions on it but you're not stuck in your own fucking barnet you're not you go back to an 80 year old now who you think's a bigot and you think's a fool and yes there was religious fucking bullying going on in his life that made him view himself as superior to his wife and therefore he might have spoke to her in a misogynistic manner and yeah marital rape but I guarantee you'd have more of a wider knowledge than any kid now who goes around with a list of reasons why the world is transphobic and homophobic that he learnt off somebody else on YouTube or on Twitter because critical thought is dead because we're not in our own He's fucking on. brains yeah. we aren't in our brains anymore Robot brains, robot actions, complaining about history whilst repeating it. If we could do all this without the hate and all the aggro, it would be such a better world. But we're obsessed with it. We are obsessed with it. And human beings need that. Maybe we do, because that's what we do. We we over-evolved. Hunting is more frowned upon. Eating things that we traditionally ate 4,000, 6,000 years ago. We've over-evolved into this moral high ground of nothing mattering but false ethics so it's made us turn on each other and just commit the most obvious ethical atrocities in how we treat each other every single day and how every piece of information is so negative that it's beyond belief cancelling people J.K. Rowling, imagine the irony of the fact that she prolonged reading as a pastime something that grows the human mind more than anything you'll find online more than any of the video games that were coming in from Nintendo and PlayStation at the time. And she prolonged that. She sold 500 million copies of a book that made children who would have been whipped in to the online fucking graphic society and just prolonged three to four years of reading and an attempt at exploring your brain and experiencing fantasy. And the irony that it's the online medium and the people who are on that that are now tearing away her reputation. It's incredible. Thank you so much for everything you did about feminism. We really appreciate all your charitable work. We appreciate you giving more to charity than any other known billionaire. We really appreciate that you were the victim of domestic abuse and how much you believe in the strength of women to carry on, how many people you've inspired. But the fact that you think that transgenderism is a negative 
for the feminist community. No, fuck you. As opposed to talk it out, figure it out, and we can all move on. You're fuck you. But that's the thing. Maybe if we just, if people just if shut up, when yeah. they shut up and when they are cancelled to such an extent, you can't actually speak about your opinion on something like transgender. There will be no opposition. It'll be very interesting when there is no opposition to see how many young kids still want to change yeah. their biological gender. It'll be very interesting when you're just there, you, you've got the procedure, and maybe whatever is going on in your brain, especially due to post-operative stats that don't lean too positively towards the operation having an, an overall positive effect. Very interesting to see what they're doing when they kind of feel like, okay, maybe this wasn't the answer and shit, I can't justify it by hating someone or calling people transphobic. So now we just kind of have to sit on this and take responsibility. So when it's all gone and when they cancel everybody, they're going to be very bored. Yeah, they will be. And if they wanted to be accepted and that was all it was about and they just wanted their culture to not be minimized and judged, they'd focus on education and not hatred. And I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying there is a habit in the modern world and in modern communities for hatred to be the currency that you live off, wanting to kill your opponents yeah. and not wanting to change your opponents. And it's classic conservatism. Let's knock everyone down, get the fuck out of our way. And if you think this, we will cancel you. Openly putting up biased videos. Yeah. Again, we all know Trump is the biggest moron, but openly denying that he has a, a black following. Openly <laughs> denying yeah, exactly. he, ha- he has a homosexual following. It, no, it doesn't exist. He hates yeah. blacks, he hates gays. Yeah, but, so but, but, there's l- and there's many... Yeah. many people from these minority groups that, that are at Trump rallies yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just annoys people so much it doesn't fit into the narrative because yeah. we're not focused we're on changing or showing each other the holes yeah. in people's beliefs the only people who should be cancelled are people who are taking their dogs so seriously in the modern context that you have to be mannerly around their hand that, that's how it's getting now when you pass every single test and you're so tolerant, so to speak. Tolerant just means now turning a fucking blind eye because you can't speak your opinion. Learn to be tolerant. I want to be tolerant based off having conversations with people and understanding it from their perspective. That's what I want to do. That's why we've had people who are transgender on this show. That's why we've had people from the homosexual community on this show. That's what we've done. I want to talk to them, learn about it. But tolerance now, especially amongst the youth, just means shutting the fuck up and not yeah. speaking their mind. And sometimes it's tested. Sometimes I feel like they know that I'm like I'm not getting into it because I'm going to get arrested. And I was in a coffee shop last week, and someone's dog just just walks over to me, and I'm just thinking, get that fucking thing out of my face. I'm all for dogs, but dogs need yeah. a master. Dogs aren't my mate, and now you have to get off your seat to let a fucking dog sit down yeah. in these particularly alty coffee shops. People being mannerly to dogs. Dogs are a beautiful like creature. A beautiful creature, but part of the joy was living your life through them and seeing them deal with the pain, loneliness, and frustration of being a dog and seeing them battle on. They're strong. They're pillars of strength. We're making dogs little fucking millennials. We're carrying them around and making them left wing. No, you have to be nice to the dog. Dogs need a fucking master. Exactly. My grandfather, one time, when he was 90, fully suited, punched a dog that couldn't have been over a foot long, full force in the face. Why? Because it spoke out a turn. Yeah, and it should be punched. That's what he decked it. Yeah. He decked it. I was speaking to him. Yeah. The dog just out of nowhere goes, yeah. and he goes, shut up, bang, yeah. full force crack. And what did the dog do? Never it went to the again. corner and never barked again, or it might have done, but it knew that's his master. That's what dogs are. We're humans, they're dogs. Yeah. It's not cruelty to animals, it's mutual respect. Yeah. They'll love you more yeah. for it. Dogs want to replace the fact that they were taken away from their family and they want to have a master oh, and they yeah. want to have a parent that's someone they can love. Yeah. And we're giving them a fuck, not, not just a mate, we're giving them a fucking pamperer. Yeah. 
They want to be told what to do. They don't want to be walking over. Licking the fucking house. dog's ass. And it, you know, it's the same type of fucking people. It's the same. You know that the couple who are going to have the dog. It's the dude who is so infatuated with his girlfriend. Very small and hype. Now, not always small and hype, but they, they might be. It's yeah. an interesting take on it. It's a weird one. You are too. <laughs> but he's he's always just so infatuated with the concept of having a girlfriend and, and the routine behind it and yeah. how it makes him feel is that when a ball comes his way when he's walking by a, a crew of kids in the park he tries particularly hard to kick it back he tries to show yeah. his woman his technique one of the most embarrassing well, behaviours you'll see out on the street and and the way you treat dogs is I, I lived with a Rottweiler once I spent a year living with a Rottweiler in Texas he was 18 months old and he used to walk around and people were licking his ass yeah. and I became his master and the respect he wanted to be treated like that. They were genetically modified to hunt, to fucking kill. He's a he Rottweiler. And people are completely turning him into a baby, walking around wearing a bandana. He needs to be treated like a beast. And one time, United were playing City. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Paul Pogba equalised and he jumps up at me because he was startled by the noise. I picked up a stool, cracked it over his head. Yeah, I cracked it over his Rottweiler head, his huge skeleton, and he went over and whimpered in the corner. And every time we saw each other from then on, he'd sit down beside me, he wouldn't give me any trouble, he wouldn't nick a bottle cap yeah. and chew it. He'd treat me like his fucking master because it made him feel loved because he wanted to feel that. He needed the routine, he needed the regimen. We think we're being pro-animal. Being pro-animal, yeah. Help out at a rescue centre. Get a rescue dog. Avoid breathers. All of the above. But to treat them the way you want to raise your fucking children in the future and making them PC and giving them everything at their beck and call and taking away their reason to live, which is work and hunt. Dogs' whole existence is based off earning what they get, not being given to them. It's what they're actually born to do. They don't want to be taken for brunch and they don't want to see you drink a craft of mimosas. They want you to hide a bone in the back garden and let them look for it for six hours and the fucking buzz they get off finding yeah. it is insane. They don't want your respect. So I'm cancelling them. Dog owners. Yeah, no, cancel them, yeah. Um, before we finish up, I think it'll be wrong, especially with the Premier League coming to full flow, not to go through a few things. And last season, as listeners to this show will know, Pat Martin predicted his final league table going into the season, which turned out to be remarkably incorrect. This year, he might do better. But I've one or two things just to talk about Manchester United before I begin. People are asking me about uh, what do you think of the Mason Greenwood thing? Or what do you make of the fact that he's shagging birds in Iceland and that he's using those fucking balloon high bullshit whatever that yeah. thing is I, I dig it I'm really into it I want my Manchester United players so confident in their ability that on their first England trip they don't come out with a social justice statement they don't use their Instagram that their agent wrote for them in order to get followers based off PR I want them to be so confident in their ability that them and yeah. another superstar in Phil Foden a la George Best and Mike Summerby in the 60s get some hoochies up and have complete consensual yeah. sex that, that, that these women quite clearly want to have so badly that they fill him the phone call I like his confidence I like the fact yeah. that he knows he's so world class that he can take that risk Lampard Rio Ferdinand they were all in sex scandals and yeah. orgies when they were younger because they were aware of their ability they knew who they were. They weren't afraid. They knew they didn't have to rely on their opinions or their political stance to maintain their role in their clubs. Foden and Greenwood like having fun. Greenwood's 18. So what? Fair play to him. And it won't affect his form this season, I promise you that. Because he's going to get 20 Premier League goals minimum and he's going to win PFA Young Player of the Year. The second prediction I'm making for Manchester United is David De Gea, five-time PFA Team of the Year goalkeeper. 
rides over the pressure and keeps Dean Henderson out of the team for the entire season. I think David answers his critics. I think it's in his makeup. Mm. I know it's been a long fall, it's been a long slide, but his original calamitous start to his career at Manchester United was also record breaking. He recovered from that goalkeeper of the year five times at 29. It's a huge achievement. He's done enough. He deserves to be trusted. Let's not forget he's playing behind Harry Maguire. Yeah. Harry Maguire, who has won 33% of Premier League games he's played in and kept a clean sheet in 23% of Premier League games he's played in. But for some reason, we're selling Smalling. It was a 55% win record and keeps 36% clean sheets. De Gea overrides giving Henderson the money is everything wrong with modern-day Manchester United. He's had one top-flight season and to make him one of the highest paid goalkeepers in the world sums us up are you fucking burping I did burp to make him one of the highest paid goalkeepers in the world is a huge mistake he makes more money than Ederson he makes more money than Allison. I don't know why we signed him on good goalkeeper huge potential but if De Gea left let's say De Gea fully wanted to leave and go to Real Madrid Dean Henderson is not the number one guy we would have been after in the market we would have went elsewhere we wouldn't have signed him from Sheffield United after one top flight season and given him that wage that is just fact and also, it's extremely unfair in Sergio Romero, one of the true great characters in the English game. World Cup finalist 2014, he's come to United and he hasn't batted an eyelid in nearly half a decade. He hasn't made one complaint. In seven Premier League games, he has six clean sheets. In 17 FA Cup games, he has 13 clean sheets. In nine League Cup games, he has four clean sheets. 61 games for United, 39 clean sheets. And people ask, why doesn't Romero want to leave? I hear that a bit. Why does Romero want to leave United? Why would he? Rihanna tweeted during the 2014 World Cup declaring that she fancies him. What did Serge do? He remained loyal to his wife. That's what he's about. He looks like he walked out of a GQ photo shoot. He loves being at a club steeped in history. Alex Stepney, Peter Schmeichel, Van der Sar, even Bartes, World Cup winner. And he doesn't want to go and defend his near post away at Burnley whilst wearing the number one jersey for Brighton. He doesn't want to do it. What he wants to do is sit down, do his job, and when called, never make a mistake, bar four games ever, debatably. He's played for United. He's consistent, he's brilliant. For me, he was the ideal number two. I don't want some mouthy, young, ambitious guy getting into Haya's fucking ear and training. How many interviews is this dude doing claiming he wants to be number one? Shut up and have some respect. Good goalkeeper, but seriously, wait your turn. You're talking about David De Gea here. I know he's had a nightmare, yeah. but look at the defences put in front of him. And Serge Romero and him, have, they have a great relationship going on. Mm. I want Dean Henderson to, to be a bit more quiet, and I don't want him getting too many games, especially if De Gea is playing well. If De Gea is playing well, I don't want this Henderson guy and the pressure of the money we've given him breaking up his flow. I still want Romero as my cup goalkeeper. Few other problems, and I'm not even going to talk about Harry Maguire because this season he will become a meme. I believe. I believe that this will be the season where he becomes the actual Phil Jones because that guy's one of the worst defenders in European football. But there's a really there's some remarkable things I can't get my head around at Manchester United. And why is Wamata still there? Yeah, why is he still at the club? Good yeah. guy. Set up a great yeah. charity in which he wanted footballers to give 1% of, the, of their annual earnings to charity. I respect one Matha, one time extremely good player. But he's been running like he has shit in his pants for the last yeah. four years. Why are we still paying him? He needs to get out of the club urgently. And go be a legend of Fernabache. Yeah, you, have a bit of, you have a bit of ball left in you. Yeah. Go to Craven Cottage yeah. in the London yeah. Sun. Yeah, Put no, in some Spanish like, crosses. Yeah, get, yeah. get a chant after you. Yeah. Get out one. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, yeah. How is he justifying it still? Know. Jesse Lingard, 
again, Manchester United summed up by the fact that he hasn't been moved on. Um, it's not worth the damage to his brand, and it's well and truly disgraceful. It's very, very difficult to predict what's going to happen with Manchester United this season. Woodward and the Glazers have shown their attitude towards the club once again this summer. The fact that we haven't got a centre-back in is is almost funny, but sadly, when we are debatably coming seventh, it won't be funny anymore. There's some huge potential in the team, especially going forward. Greenwood, from the start this season, Martial is one of the best no-crowd players in the world. Yeah. He is one of the yeah, best no-crowd no players in the world. Van de Beek, Bruno Fernandes, Pogba, there's players there, but I really think that the Maguire, Lindelof, Wambasaka, and Shaw back four, especially with maybe goalkeeper switching going on behind them, could be our downfall. I don't think United are going to be anywhere near the title this season. I hope I'm wrong. I really don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to be as bad as seventh. It, yeah. it could be sixth. Solskjaer could go mid-season, but do the Glazers even have the bottle to do that? Because they're nearly in a beautiful position now that they have a fan favourite in charge, so the hatred towards them is slightly minimised. I don't know. It's very tough to predict. All we can do is hope. All us Manchester United fans can do going in to the next campaign is hope that the use of that zebra jersey is limited. And that things go our way. I refuse to have ambitions that are below a title race, that are below latter stages of the Champions League, and that are below picking up at least one of the domestic cups. But this is probably the the least optimistic I've been going into a Manchester United campaign in my life. Yeah, I don't I don't know how we're gonna get near the boys at the top, but football's a strange game. Strange things happen. We have some very nice fixtures to start it off, which is always a good thing. And uh, here's to hoping. We'll never die. Forever and ever. We'll follow the boys of Man United, the Busby Babes. Uh, Pat Martin, let's hear your league. We leave out the top six, as I said last year, because I don't want to jinx anything by predicting Manchester United's finish in the league. And I also don't want to talk about teams I really dislike finishing anywhere in the league either. So here's the Premier League table without the top six. Or top. Start like start at the bottom. Start at the bottom. Fulham. Or Rihanna's obviously some type of whore, by the way. Sergio Mara, wasn't she shagging LeBron James? Was that her dancing up on him? It, come on, and hitting her seven time Chris Brown did it. But Fulham, <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Fulham, bottom. Uh, obviously, Sean Connery is their gaffer, probably on save them. And they just look terrible. And like Mitrovic, I think. Who do I, obviously a good player but who do I think is coming last did you say yeah, who you last? Um, I do think Fulham are going down yeah. I agree with you there I think 20th place out and out in this season's English Premier League and some people won't like this because I think I think there's a few Sheffield people who listen yeah. after Nicholson was on the show I think Sheffield United come 20th yeah yeah, I know second season syndrome is a cliche, but I really don't like the look of their squad. Yeah, I really don't like the look of their squad. It wouldn't be even a big deal. No, People think that would be some dramatic slide. They no. completely overachieved last season. They didn't finish strongly. And Sheffield United. Keep the job and to get yeah, back like, I mean, come on, can, can he successfully keep a team up two seasons in a row? I, I think Sheffield United come 20th. And um, you can quote me on it. Yeah, I think uh, Brighton 19th. So Yeah, I don't yeah. agree with that at all. Yeah, um, as Harry Finley said very eloquently in the iconic Have A Go Harry episode, Tony Bloom knows what he's doing. He's a stats man, and I don't think he would have assessed the risk to such a poor extent that Brighton can possibly go down. Yeah, I'm seeing them lang- languish in the lower halves again. I just think that they'll stay up. Yeah. 
goalkeeper. So yeah, it, it doesn't really matter, man. Yeah. And he's not. He's been in the Premier League a while. Yeah. Matt Ryan, he's yeah. a good goalkeeper. Spare us your your jokes and give us some real analysis yeah. if you can. Palace, 18th. I think I claimed last year Hodgson was dying. He's definitely dying this year. Mm-hmm. 72 going into season you think he's going to die mid season yeah he should be vulnerable uh, the only vulnerable. thing I will say to you and I, I don't like predicting this or at all agreeing with you we week. are overdue yeah. a managerial death yeah. whilst he's managing yeah. and I really hope it doesn't happen and it won't happen and I, I'm, I'm saying it won't happen but I understand what you're saying but I completely disagree with what you're saying well, and I think, I think it's wrong I think it'll be uh He'll die and they'll have like a, they'll win the FA Cup off the back of the okay. still it's, Again, it's, it, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, West Brom, 17th. Village. I think mm-hmm. he'll just keep them up. He'll keep them, yeah. uh, he'll either keep them up or leave mid-season. Yeah. He'll either yeah. keep them up or fall out with the board. It's a tough one to know. Oh, um, exactly. West Brom, the traditional yo-yo club. It's, I don't know, yeah, 17th. It, yeah. Kieran Richardson, yeah. Uh, just just to clarify, Richardson. your bottom three is? Uh, Fulham, Brighton, Palace. Do you want to know mine? Yeah. Sheffield United, Fulham, Burnley. Okay. Burnley are going down. Yeah. Fucking, they've been around too long, man. It's going to be a similar story to Bournemouth last year, as predicted yeah. by me on this show. That's my bottom three. Sheffield United, Fulham and Burnley. Mine's Fulham, Brighton Palace. But yeah, West Brom's are staying up. I've 16, Sheffield United. Mm. But again, yeah, we've yeah, already dealt 16th. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Burnley, 15th. Just every day. It's just Groundhog position. Day, though. Yeah, it's yeah. not. That's just unrealistic, man. Yeah, West Ham, 14th. I don't think Moyes will succeed. Probably get sacked mid-season. I'll get in. Tough club, to, tough club to operate out at the minute. Great club. Great fan base. Some beautiful people involved in that club. Yeah. Always has been. Very romantic. And fans that deserve better. But I'd agree with you. I don't think I can see them finishing higher than 15. They'll be safe, job, though. They'll, they'll, they'll be safe. Eventually. Yeah, okay. Leeds, 13th. Don't really know. Just looking at that bottom seven, you can't actually be much worse than them. So Leeds are safe. Don't want to comment on them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as a United fan, I'm not a Leeds guy whatsoever. Their no. fans are already starting to annoy me. Trying to claim that the real top six is Villa, Everton, them... United, Arsenal and Liverpool which again isn't far from accurate but again the audacity of been 16 years out of the league and coming back with this attitude so overexcited by opening day defeat don't get me wrong there's a lot of Leeds fans who I like and get on with and I appreciate their loyalty to Leeds over the years especially when Leeds were languishing in the lower divisions and as football fans I'll always respect them but now that you're back we all hate Leeds scum and we'll see you out there Newcastle 12th Again, mainly because of the bottom seven teams, but they're going to be a good side. Bruce deserves yeah. a bit of fucking respect around there. Yeah, I know as a United fan, uh, we, we traditionally are, are programmed to, to dislike Geordies. It couldn't be further from the case for me. Any Newcastle fan I know is fucking loyal as they come. We've yeah. obviously had Gillespie and Cole on this show. Beautiful football men. Yeah. And I think their fans deserve something. I can even see them maybe finishing higher this yeah, season. Maybe like and I got them on a beautiful yeah. three to one. On opening day to beat West Ham away. Thought it was odd of the season. Yeah. It's a pity when odd of the season happens on opening day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. where do you have Newcastle? Set, uh, 12th. Okay. Southampton 11th. These are debatable. I actually didn't know. Yeah, Southampton. Yeah, I, I just I think that I'll do me, you, yeah. and the listeners a favour and yeah. not expand on Southampton Football no, Club. Grand, yeah. Uh, Villa 10th. That's a big one. I think Grealish yeah. on No, I think track. staying up was huge for them. Terry I think it was again. massive. Yeah, this is the season. Last season, I, I predicted. You didn't. I said a team coming up spending loads of money is a negative, but this season I think yeah Villa will have a half decent campaign. Yeah, well I'm in tenth. I'm in Leicester ninth. I just don't think that's keeping going. I, I yeah, think, yeah like, I don't really. Uh, Rogers, like what? Yeah, embarrassing guy. Perry and Vardy, back. like I know we got two penalties on opening day and all, but surely there's yeah. going to be a bit of realism injected in the football Vardy, and the world in general that's... soon. So yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing Leicester with a ninth as well. I'd go as far as saying ninth. Yeah. yeah. Vardy like eight league goals even with his two pounds mm. uh, Wolves eight 
Yeah. Actually, I'll go. I'll go Leicester eight. I'll go eight. Wolves nine. Okay, I will go Wolves eight. I think that Gaffer knows what he's up to. Obviously, he was a keeper. I think right? he's going to get bored, though. I think that's the problem. I think he's going to get bored. This is going to be three seasons of very, very good performances. You're predicting there. I just think his his dick will will lose his hardness, yeah, and, a, and a job will come along. I'm having Wolves ninth, if not tenth. Okay, yeah, you're in Wolves lower. Yeah, yeah, and then just Everton seventh. That's, that's what I'm doing. I'm going Everton to to finally for the first time in a while give their fans something. And if Carlo Ancelotti, who's obviously one of the great football minds of all time, they're very good people, um, a sister club of us to an extent, we drink in their boozers away yeah. at Anfield and any time they're going away to City, we'd like to extend the invite of the Bishop's players of the Trafford Inn. Beautiful people, beautiful club. As Alan Ball once said, once Everton has touched you, nothing will be the same. And as their song goes, if you know your history, it's enough to make your heart go, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Everton Football Club, yeah. nice community, and I hope they do come seventh. Yeah, and they could even come sixth, maybe above or below one of those top six. But again, I'm we'll top six. But yeah. That is Pat Martin with his Premier League predictions. Just go through it one more time so people yeah. can just actually quote you. They can like, just cite, yeah. listen to how embarrassing this prediction is, yeah. and they don't have to go through you okay. rambling about again. fucking predicting people's I deaths. I did have Norwich 20th last year, so. Yeah, just know, go through it. So again, Fulham 20th this year, probably right now. Uh, Brighton Palace 1918 respectively West Brom Sheffield United Burnley West Ham Leeds Newcastle Southampton Villa Leicester Wolves Everton bottom to top The Mike Latney Show is back next week with a guest thanks for tuning in I'm Sean It's been how many years my boy you still don't know my chairs of joy No need to go, just take it slow And have you heard the Michael Anthony show? Makes me see the light. What about those tears? Cheers, believe my eyes. How's it make a fair? Makes me feel alright.